We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, one and all. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, and Simul Radio and Simul TV. If you'd like to check out the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, that's www.simultv.com, channel 21. 
And don't forget, starting uh, this coming week, we are going to be on iLaunch TV throughout the United States and 50 countries. And later on this month, we're going to be on Comcast as well. And uh, we're really happy to announce at this time that starting February the 14th, Valentine's Day present for me. Wow. We're going to be on Hamilton TV here in Hamilton, Cable 14 on the Rogers and Kojiko Networks. My guests this hour, Exo Nation, are Brian Lathy and Dr. James Huran. Now, uh, Brian is a PhD, is an experimental psychologist who has published research in the psychology of religion and ideology, haunting experiences, and anomalous phenomena for the last 18 years. He works as a forensic psychologist as well as being a professor of sociology and psychology. He is also the founder of the Institute for the Study of Religious and Anomalous Experience, a nonprofit dedicated to training undergraduates in the sound research techniques applied to the anomalous studies, as well as the publication of anomalous research. Now, James Horan, we've had on the show before. Um, James is a PhD, is a 25-year veteran in applied psychological research, parapsychology, and a published expert on ghosts, haunts, and poltergeists. He has authored over 150 articles and is an award-winning. Uh, and his award-winning work has been profiled by uh, a group of media outlets and programs, including the Discovery Channel, Andy, BBC, National Geographic, and so on. He is also the editor of popular academic textbooks, Haunting and Poltergeist: Multidisciplinary Perspectives, and From Shaman to Scientist: Essays on Humanity's Search for Spirits. The website: www I-S-R-A-E-N-E-T dot O-R-G. And Jim and Brian, welcome to the X-Zone. Good to be here. here. All right, let's cut through the chase. Okay, guys, you're both experts. You've been doing this a long time. You've got plenty of media experience. So um, how would you answer this very fundamental, and I'm sure it's going to be very easy for you to answer. Do ghosts really exist? I'll, I'll let you take that first, Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my formal answer, probably as a scientist, mm-hmm. would be I'm of the perspective that there is definitely something unexplained that people interpret as ghosts. Um, as to what as to what that is and how that manifests, I think that's that's up for grabs. But I, I think Jim might be a little bit more uh, stringent in that definition. All right, Jim. What's your definition? Yeah. How would you explain it? Okay. Well, first, first. Brian is very much a, a, an advocate. I think he's very sympathetic to mm-hmm. the possibility, anyway, that there could be paranormal agencies. Right. And you're going to find him a bit more skeptical. Uh, so it's going to be a nice kind of give and take mm-hmm. here. Uh, I'm going to give you an answer that's probably going to be less satisfying than Brian's. Some people might even say it's a cop-out. But I'm going to say, <laughs> yes, ghosts exist. Now, there's a comma. And the okay. rest of that sentence, though, is, I believe they exist right now only to the degree of being a social fact, meaning people believe and act on them as if they're real. And in that way, they're the same uh, as music, art, language, even money. But in your question, Rob, I think what you're really trying to ask is, do they exist as some sort of tangible physical forces or entities? Right. Uh, And that I just simply don't know. I've been looking for that evidence for quite a long time. Haven't found it yet, but I can say that I believe in them as social facts, mm-hmm. and so far, that's all i found. Well, let, let me uh, ask you this question, Jim. Based on the amount of media exposure and media presence and media hype that ghosts are getting, would this play into the increase 
social awareness of the uh, of ghosts and not necessarily in the reality of ghosts? Well, I, I think ghosts have haunted us for as long as there's been humankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're nothing new, and I think that our awareness of them, uh, yes, has certainly been sparked even more by the plethora of these amateur ghost shows, yeah. uh, by different media outlets, online, offline. I mean, ghosts are as popular as they always have been. In fact, we've recently done some studies that show that you know, ghosts as a, as a brand have the same kind of power as Amazon.com or Apple Computer. They're that engaging. They're that popular. They have that much prevalence and potency. Uh, so, yes, it certainly feeds into that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even if there wasn't media, even if we didn't have all these ghost shows, ghosts would still be popular because at the end of the day, these experiences are universal. They touch people, whether you're a believer or not, and they have kept us intrigued for millennia. And I don't see that stopping. But how can it be so popular when there's no evidence to substantiate the reality of their existence? I'd well, Brian will probably have some opinion on this too. Go ahead, Brian. Um, you know, I would say actually, if we are, if we remove uh, some of the social bias and some of the conflict that occurs in society over the field of parapsychology, what we do know is that for 120 years, you know, all the way back to the Society for Psychical Research, mm-hmm. there have been very well documented cases, which even from a, a skeptic perspective, they just haven't been debunked. Um, oh, can, you so these, can you give us examples? Can you give us examples? Well. I think in the early 20th century, uh, when they were doing the studies of Giuseppe Palladino, mm-hmm. um, and you know, literally, this poor woman would go through cavity searches um, and all sorts of of tests. They you know hold on to her, and you know there'd be tables moving around, there'd mm-hmm. be manifestations of entire arms. Um, you know, go up to 95 and the skull experiments, which are debated. Um, and of course, I've even done some studies. Uh, one of the earliest studies I published, I was able to capture seven foot tall shadows in an empty house with 10 cameras knowing that the building was empty, knowing that no one was around for a quarter mile. And so for me, the issue of there being evidence of the paranormal, I think there is evidence. I think it's rare. Um, But I don't think it's entirely conjured out of society's mind, so to speak. How much of the paranormal is actually manifested by the person who is engaged in the actual event compared to an actual paranormal event? That's a tough question. I would say that's the million-dollar question, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, kind of piggybacking off of Brian, yeah, there certainly is evidence. There certainly are incidents. Some are private. They're very subjective. And the other ones are very objective. They're very physical. But these sure. also tend to be ambiguous. There can be many explanations for why people have subjective experiences or there are physical phenomena mm-hmm. that seem to happen. Uh, but... If there is one thing that I think we've learned in parapsychology, the scientific study of these things, is these experiences center around living people. And, you know, a lot of the researchers really do believe that these, these incidents, these phenomena, tell us more about the living than the dead, that there is something happening. It's systematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very orderly. And it is centered around living people, which makes you wonder, are they channeling something or are they causing it? Uh, I don't know, but, but my sense from the studies is that 
people are probably responsible for them versus people are some passive witnesses to physical forces. Then if that is the case, how come everyone doesn't experience a paranormal event? There are people who go through life without even thinking about a paranormal event where you have others who are plagued with paranormal events. How does that occur? Well, I, I have two reactions to that. I'm sure Brian does mm-hmm. has his own. But first off, you can have skeptics and believers that have the same perception. They have a private experience or they can observe a physical event, but they reach very different conclusions about it for various reasons. Uh, but that has been a very perplexing question, Rob. Why do some people perceive ghosts and other people don't? All right, John. And we know even in some cases mm-hmm. that a person can be experiencing something, yet other people that are also present see or hear nothing at yeah. all. All right, gentlemen, we've, we've got to take our we've got to take our psychological step. We've got to take our first break. Uh, sorry about that, Jim. We'll continue this thought when we come back. Exo Nation. Our guests this hour are Brian Lathy and uh, James Huron. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them, and if you're that friend. This is us saying, thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The website is www.israenet.com. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And we'll all be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, February the 14th here in Hamilton on Cable 14, the X-Zone TV show, Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. And uh, also we'll have all the information about how you can watch us throughout the United States and the rest of the world on iLaunch TV and Comcast at www.xzonetv.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, 
and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. We have Brian Lathy and uh, James Huron with us this hour. Their website is israenet.org. I, I'm sorry I had to cut you off there, Jim, but these are these are hard breaks. Uh, I, I, they don't give me any leeway, so I apologize. <laughs> and if you could get back to your no. answer, it was very interesting. No, um, I was just saying that, look, we do know something about mm-hmm. why some people experience ghosts and other ones don't. And that really comes down to a psychological profile. Um, it might have something to do with what they're perceiving and their sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. And we know that people that tend to have these experiences, whether they're subjective, the more private psychological kind of experiences, or they're perceiving physical events, these are people that score higher on something called transliminality, which basically means how easily does information, whether that's thoughts, feelings, affect, flow between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind? So these people have a greater sensitivity to what's happening in their own bodies as well as what's happening in the environment. And, and we know this how. Like, how, how is this testing done? How many people were tested to come up with this conclusion? 
Well, it wasn't just one study. It's been mm-hmm. several studies in actual field conditions okay. as well as large-scale surveys. All right. But, Brian, maybe this is a good point for you to talk about one of the recent studies we just published. Um, yeah, actually, we uh, just did a study where we were looking at uh, people who reported haunt experiences um, and were able to give them uh, several scales and profiles. And more importantly, we were able to split that study in two um, and use and test the test both groups. Approximately 400, is that right, Jim, or is it more like 350? Uh, you're in the 300 range, which is actually pretty yeah. good for certain social science research. Yeah, and, and we wanted to see to what extent did personality factors mm-hmm. as well as, you know, belief systems in terms of did you believe in the paranormal and, of course, transliminality actually predict these haunting experiences. And in a nutshell, what we found was it was really just a belief in kind of new age philosophy and transliminality that was the only reliable and sustained predictors of people reporting what they thought to be was a haunting experience. So could we call them ghost psychics? Whoa, um, yeah, I, it's a cool name. Um, I don't know if we'd want to go that far. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, I would add to what Jim is saying, you know, transliminality, I'm, I'm kind of, I just, uh, I very much bought into transliminality in the last couple of years, having read the research and, right. and had the luck to meet Jim. Um, but being a social psychologist and coming from another background, you know, a lot of this has to do with belief mm-hmm. and what people want to believe and what they want to see. And although it's not common, we have to remember that, um, although it's not popular for us to think about, there are effects like confirmation bias and belief perseverance with well-established in, in the psychology literature that basically says, if it's against our belief, we don't care if it's fact and we don't care if it's evidence, um, we're going to tend to minimize that so we can support our existing belief systems. So would that apply you know, going to, back, I, I'm sorry, would that apply to religious beliefs as well? Oh, absolutely. More so in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, you know, religious belief and really any strong belief, right. uh, the stronger it is, the more resistant people are typically to information that's contrary or an interpretation of events that's contrary to what they believe. Um, add with that transliminality, and you do see a scenario where the right kind of beliefs and the right sort of mental processes are going to make it more likely for a person uh, to have what they believe to be a haunting experience, both in the subjective domains and possibly the objective domain, so actual physical events. All right, so how would we explain people who report the um, the feeling of being touched by an unseen entity when if you can't see the entity if it has no weight it has no mass how can it actually touch is this something that the person wants to happen and if not how do we prove that it really did happen mm. well that's another million dollar question rob so you're on a roll tonight um well, for one thing, let me just go back to your phrase, ghost psychic. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't use that phrase at all. I wouldn't use that term. I wouldn't even say psychic. But I would say sensitive. Okay. What, what, what we mean when we say someone has a high degree of transliminality, mm-hmm. it means they're very sensitive to changes in their internal environments, what's happening in their body, right. as well as any perceived changes in the physical environment. And they also give more credence. credence. Um, they give more importance to those changes. They okay. find them very meaningful. So they're responding to something, um, but I can't tell you why someone might feel like they're being touched right. on the shoulder or have other kinds of somatic feelings. But we know that's a very common uh, reporting in, in haunts and poltergeist kinds of yeah. things. That well, and the feeling of being watched, what we call the sense presence. Sure. Well, let me uh, ask but you. But you know what? I can also induce that mm-hmm. just through suggestion. Right. This I is what I was going to get. Sure. Uh, and get the same sorts of things. Yeah. 
So, so how do we know um, that the people who that are so sensitive to their the the changes within, so to speak, are not actually getting a different physiological reaction to the environment that they are perceiving this to be a haunting? The short answer is we don't. Um, you know, I, in the question that you asked, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've done several years of field work where I've set up lab conditions, and, right. and you remind me of a scenario where I had a, uh, a, a colleague that I trained um, as an undergraduate. She reported being punched in the ovaries, and she vomited in a haunted location. Um, and I've actually had several of those experiences over the years, and I, I'm, I'm sure Jim would agree with me on this, is I almost always tend to lean towards that being a kind of a psychosomatic reaction, right. you know, um, someone working himself up. At the same time, though, as a pure scientist, I have to say, if that state is internal to the person, there's no way to objectively figure out if that was suggestion, them, the environment, or if you, you want to make the claim an anomalous force. Um, so it's really subjective experiences are incredibly difficult uh, by any objective objective sense uh, to tease out in terms of their source. So this would apply to any aspect of the paranormal, whether it's uh, Bigfoot, UFOs, alien abductions, uh, uh, the sighting of the Loch Ness monster, and so on. Well, you know, we've always set the can the standard, though. You know, yeah, hallucinations are possible. Mm -hmm. Although I think, uh, in many cases, that's exaggerated. I, I think we we tend to use a hallucination excuse way too much. But when we have stuff on video and audio in controlled conditions or compared conditions, and you still see those things, now we're dealing with kind of a different a different bird because obviously an electronic device picked up some sort of perturbance, some sort of reflection of light waves. Of course, the question is after that, what is it? And the question um, so after no, I, that is, was that was that was that file manipulated? Uh, true. Yeah. So how do we? I go think Rob, it all comes down to, regardless of what people cite as evidence for ghosts or hauntings or these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them, and if you're that friend, this is us saying. Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. I would argue that it's ultimately ambiguous. It could, it could have many different possible causes. There's many possible interpretations. The paranormal is just one attribution people can give to it, but it's not the only interpretation. Um, and I think that's what makes this field so frustrating in a sense is I don't believe there's any black and white cut and dried evidence that says, yes, this is indisputably the, the paranormal at play versus Absolutely. some sort of conventional hypothesis. Even if we don't have the technology or the science understanding yet, mm -hmm to know that it's normal. It can still look very magical to us, but that's what's so frustrating. 
it's not like in the movies where Hollywood portrays hauntings and ghosts as, my God, you'd have to be an idiot not to realize there's a demon in the house or that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is being caused by some entity of sorts. No, in the in the real world where these things happen, uh, they often tend to be more subtle, more mundane, almost benign. Um, People can have some pretty strong reactions to the events, but. I tend to find that they're more likely than not to be very ambiguous events that people are interpreting as paranormal. All right, give our listeners uh, give our listeners a uh, an example of of ambiguous stimuli. Yes, uh, uh, an, okay. uh, ambiguous haunting. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let me flip that a little bit, Rob. Okay. What do you think is probably um, a universal sign or symptom that your house is haunted? I don't believe in haunting, so you're asking the wrong person. Well, but you have seen books, you've seen movies, mm-hmm. you've seen documentaries. Yeah. What is a common event that people cite as, see, that's evidence that the house is haunted? All right, let's say a door opening by itself, a window closing, a blind going up, unknown sounds, unknown sounds. A physical sense. event. Right. Yes. Okay, a door, a door opening or closing. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, well, first we know from research on poltergeist cases, historical and more modern, Mm -hmm. that fraud often occurs in such cases. It's not necessarily for monetary gain. It could be children, for example, that are looking for attention. Right. But we know that people cause these things to happen and try to deceive other people to thinking that it's paranormal. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, I did a field study uh, for National Geographic at the Eastern State Penitentiary Prison uh, in Philadelphia. Super uber creepy place. Mm -hmm. And we actually had a physicist from Fermilabs there as well as part of our team who can demonstrate that certain physical stress effects can cause a door to suddenly move open, but it looks like it's been touched by a ghostly hand. So that there's drafts. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of reasons why a door can suddenly move, apparently on its own accord, or where physical things can happen. Um, but ghost is probably down on the list of what's probably causing that to happen. All right, we're going to have In a cliffhanger words, here. We're going to have to have a cliffhanger because I do have to take my news break. Exonation, our guests this hour are Brian Lathy and James Horan. The website is www.israe net.org and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the exome from our broadcast center and studios in hamilton ontario canada don't go away here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist, Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceive the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. talking about ghosts this hour here in the Exxon. Our two guests are Brian Lathy and uh, James Huron. The website is www.israenet.org. I understand where you're going with the, the draft of the psychokinesis uh, and other things. So how can we then, knowing this, actually say that what people are perceiving to be a paranormal event is actually a paranormal event. Like, what are the statistics in this? Out of 100 people who claim to have a paranormal event happening, what is the percentage of people actually having a real unknown event happening? Brian, you want to take a stab at that yeah, one? Yeah, I would, I would put that, um, having done probably about maybe 35 to 45 field investigations mm-hmm. over seven years, um, I'd really say about 90 to 95% of the stuff that you're going to see has at least one to two reliable alternate explanations. Um, I would say maybe five, five to 10% tops of, of events um, have components to them mm. that are really difficult to explain. And what would those components um, be that are difficult to explain? Um, in, in my instance, I mean, I've actually seen objects move off of shelves on their mm-hmm. own. I've, I've seen kind of explosive movement. I've also seen subtle movement of, of trigger objects uh, move by themselves, even after they were tested and, you know, you, you tapped on the, on, the, on the base of where they were sure. and they knocked all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen a videotape of, of a place. I've seen three-foot gout of fire shoot up, believe it or not. I mean, could it have been hoax? Sure. Um, but, no, there is weird stuff out there. It's just relatively rare. Um, and again, I'm not making a claim of, of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make a definitive claim. Um, but high strangeness, so to speak, does occur, um, in, in my opinion, just not that frequently. So why is the establishment of the reason so important to so many? 
I think a lot of the mess that we get into when we talk about ghosts and parapsychology mm-hmm. has very little to do with actually doing good science and maybe a lot more sometimes to do with people wanting to justify what they believe already. Okay. Um, and, you know, as, as any of us have, have said around the dinner table in a political discussion, that can be a very heated, contentious debate. Um, and I think sometimes it obscures our ability to collect good evidence and get to the bottom of some of these things. What? What do you think the possibility of the interest in ghosts, hauntings, angels, UFOs has to do with the the amount of negativity that a person faces during their daily life, that this is kind of like a, a, a therapy for them? You know, it's just like going on a roller coaster, getting that adrenaline thrill. I, I, for, for a person who, you know, didn't evince, you know, obvious psychological mm-hmm. disorders... I don't think most people would want to deal with believing in a ghost because I think in many cases they subject themselves to ridicule, uh, you know, and in some cases fear, anxiety, various other side effects. So I'm not sure that the escape mechanism is a catch-all explanation. I think for some groups, yes, um, if you're familiar with cosplayers or people that are very deeply into fantasy, Mm -hmm. um, I think it very much might be the case that that's a a thrill and excitement for them. And I, I might even go so far to say that some of the ghost enthusiasts or ghost hunting groups um, are, are really out there trying to live that excitement, so to speak. So are they uh, not all of them? Obviously, the vast majority that I've had on this show—that's exactly a, a great number of them—have never had a paranormal experience. They want one. They want to be part of the crowd, part of the 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 thrill, the excitement. Oh, no, you, you've got to wonder. Like, I'm sorry, uh, there should be six cans in that six pack, but there's only four. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. it's it's scary sometimes to hear the way yeah. they talk and and you know, wow you know the stories they tell. It, it's just unbelievable, and I think that this does a lot of harm to the serious researchers like both of you, who are doing your very best to try and understand what is going on. Like my hat is off to you, Brian and and James. It really is. Uh, you're up against a, a a curve and a wall. In fact, if Donald Trump had you guys working on his team, his, his wall would already be made. But There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, well, and the, and these, the fact is, Rob, hmm. that these experiences, people think of them often in terms of the supernatural and parapsychology. Right. But you actually can find a lot of good mainstream research on these kinds of experiences mm-hmm. that tie to new angles in physics, yeah. environmental psychology, witness psychology. I mean, the fact that these are such dramatic, universal experiences that have crossed historical eras, it's, it is a universal human experience when, when we say ghosts and hauntings mm-hmm. and poltergeists. And they're so dramatic that we can learn a lot about just orthodox science without even having to worry about is there something paranormal. There's so much to be learned just in normal human psychology right. and physiology, physiology and what's mm-hmm. going on in the environment, that this is... It's fascinating to study just for what it tells us about normal, conventional science. Then why are there... We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Not more scientists involved in the investigation of this phenomenon. Well, there are, but they would, they would probably say, I, I've dealt a lot with, I'm going to call them mainstream scientists. Mm-hmm. They would say, yeah, that's really interesting, but you know what's more interesting? Quantum physics, finding a cure for cancer, um, renewable energy sources. I mean, let's face it, there, there's, there's some practical application from the study of these things mm-hmm. that relate to how buildings can be designed, um, the physics of things. Um, how do you deal with witnesses and their accounts and testimony? But they would probably say there's bigger, more urgent problems facing the world than why is your house haunted? I, I had a gentleman on the show before. You two gentlemen joined us. And, and he was telling us about a, a house in uh, West, uh, I'm sorry, West Wales. He was in Wales when uh, when we did the interview with him. And the amount of a physical haunting that went on in that house. It, it's, you know, like, I'm sorry, you know, it put the Amityville horror to, to shame. And yet he believes it so much, and it was collaborated by those who lived in that house before him, as well as those who lived in the house after him. Now, if something like this is happening, I don't understand why more people are not investigating this because it's unreal. It's not normal. And if it was just one person reporting this type of haunting, you could understand it and, you know, make rational explanations for it. But when you get these cases where there is a lot of physical as well as emotional attachment to the case, you know, he was telling us that it was uh, the negativity within the unit between him and his girlfriend grew. It caused a split between him and his girlfriend. He went, uh, he started being a, a heavy drinker, turned into an alcoholic with deep depression. To me, if this is really happening, we need to take a serious look at this, you know, because I think at this point here, it's more important than quantum physics and, you know, making better buildings because people are being affected in a way that should be should be taken care of i would agree with that sentiment 100 percent. i mean and i i think if i was just going to guesstimate you know the number of well-documented mm-hmm. high pk rspk cases yeah um i'd say there have been at least 100 over the last 120 years right um but but i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna shoot the elephant in the room and and okay. add to you know being someone who works in academia uh you do not gather favors um, in academia by trying to study um, any, anything paranormal. It, it is a very taboo subject still in a lot of universities, um, and it can result in, uh, shall we say, mildly prejudice um, it, while you're working. And, and, and I, I this think is, that also inhibits mm-hmm. people. And this is the same academia that is still teaching our youth that Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. Like, you know... Well, it, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think yeah. academia is... 
uh, legends in their own mind many times because <laughs> they're wrong. You know, they they make mistakes. Pshaw, sir. Oh, nobody time. makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. But, but luckily, science is supposed to be a self-correcting enterprise. But, you know, Rob, I would argue that actually there's a lot of researchers in mainstream science that study these things. They just don't study them under the term of haunted house. Um, there's a whole field of science that deals with what we call mass psychogenic illness or mm-hmm. sick, sick building syndrome. Yes. Um, that's a haunted house, but by a different name. Uh, or people that are acoustics experts, understanding how things like infrasound mm-hmm. can cause issues in people's health and well-being in normal, everyday environments. The whole study of electromagnetic fields. Um, yes, it's quite popular due to people like Michael Persinger. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Um, and it's a influence on things like the temporal lobe causing micro-seizures and the feeling of being watched in apparitions. Um, but that work went beyond Michael Persinger, and you have others studying these field effects. So I I would argue that there is a subsection of mainstream academia Mm -hmm. from different disciplines that are looking at these phenomena, but they don't jump to the conclusion, or they don't even start with the premise that we're dealing with the paranormal. They're starting with the premise of, there's some weird things people are reporting. Let's see if we can understand scientifically what's going on. Uh, and they come from it from their own points of view, from their background mm-hmm. and their training in science. But um, this stuff is being studied, just not to the same extent as, say, cancer or quantum physics. All right, stand by, gentlemen. We have to take our final break. Exo Nation, our two guests this hour, Brian Lathy and uh, James Horan. If you'd like to find out more, visit www.israenet.org. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up. This hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like X Zone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Explanation, uh, Brian Lathy and James Horan are our guests this hour. First of all, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. As I told you uh, during the break, I have thoroughly enjoyed this hour, and we have an open invitation for both of you to come back at any time. But let me ask you this. Is it possible that the, that the, the paranormal investigators or the ghost hunters that are out there with all their little gadgets, all their little, ooh, Ah, green shaky, uh, you know, night vision, wearing the yeah. black black T-shirts and, and trying to look ominous are actually casting a negative connotation onto the research of credible parapsychologists and psychologists like you and Brian. Of course, I mean, I mean that's another elephant in the room. But yeah. of course, what what they're doing, and they might be quite sincere, mm-hmm. uh, but what they're doing is not science. And what they do is not what parapsychologists do. Right. We test hypotheses. We know how to use the equipment that we're using. And we try to control the environment and control for variables rather than just go into a room and wait for something to happen. We go in trying to rule out issues and variables and test hypotheses. So it's, it is completely different. And, and yes, it, it does get frustrating. On the other hand, and I think Brian will touch on this, mm-hmm. you know what? The, the group of ghost hunters 
far outnumbers that of parapsychologists. Oh, definitely. And they have, obviously have energy and passion for the same topic, mm-hmm. and there can be the opportunity for a constructive collaboration if it's done correctly. All right, can I, can I, use, uh, can I use this example that, that, that it's like a security guard who wants to be a policeman? The ghost hunter who really wants to investigate and do parapsychology. I I don't know that that's accurate, and and Brian can jump in here, but I don't see ghost hunters mm-hmm. as wanting to be parapsychologists. Uh, I think that they kind of rebel against us as well. Really, I think that for yes, I mm. think for them they're trying to validate what they already believe rather than discover what the facts are. Gotcha. And two, there is a social element to it. It's I equate them more to the Civil War enactment people okay. that get together, and yeah. they, they play a part, and they get absorbed in that role. Mm-hmm. But for them, it's about status. Yeah. They can be very big fish in a small pond, and they can promote themselves and be media personalities. And those are quite different motivations than why parapsychologists study these things. And, and I have a lot of respect for parapsychologists and psychologists. A lot of respect, because... You guys are, like I said, up against the wall. Brian, what's your take? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd kind of like to jump in here and say I agree with Jim 90%, uh, but I think it is worth saying I have met individuals who don't happen to have PhDs in in a science who have taken the time to learn the scientific method, to apply basic uh, protocols for controls. And is it perfect science? No, but I have occasionally run into groups that have taken uh, it upon themselves to educate themselves in the scientific method in the procedure because, you know, that's the biggest myth. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the gadget, it's the method. You know, uh, science will be better done with a slide rule than a calculator if the person knows what they're doing. Um, so I just want to add that, yeah, I think Jim is absolutely right, generally, in the caricature of, mm-hmm. of a lot of these groups. Uh, but there are some out there that are genuinely trying to do the best they can, self-taught, trying to do science and collect data. I would also say that we don't make it easy as, as parapsychologists uh, to get to the academic literature. I don't think there's a lot of good resources out there for them to educate themselves if they wanted to. Um, and I think if we're ever going to tap and create that collaboration, we have to start reaching a handout and offering you know, non-threatening methods of training. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, in theory, no other field of science has you know, two million people running around trying to do in their own way what what you know parapsychologists are doing and i think it's a shame that we're not finding a way to make a bridge so where do you uh, where, where do you see parapsychology or uh, not parapsychology but ghost research in five ten years from now i think jim probably be better for that one well i i would say look this is moving into two areas mm-hmm. one is it's clearly moving to the domain of physicists not wannabe physicists, but real physicists. Um, and then secondly, I think we're going to start seeing a change, um, uh, an evolution of focusing on different types of scientific instruments. Right now we use the gadgets that blink and make sounds and look cool on TV, but there's other kinds of scientific instruments known as psychometrics. Mm-hmm. In other words, psychological assessments. And this really moves towards the area of witness psychology. Right. Because we don't have ghosts to study. We only have reports of ghosts. And parapsychology is not the study of the paranormal. It's the study of the evidence cited for the paranormal. So we are two, three, four steps away from whatever that source material is. Right. So I think that combination of 
this stuff being studied by real legitimate physicists mm -hmm. and then us moving more towards the witness psychology angle is really where this is headed. The work that is being done by the amateur, is this, you know, is this a, a big problem when it comes to getting credible members of the uh, scientific community involved? Yes, in a nutshell, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, because if, if there is prejudice in your workplace, I mm. mean, uh, you know, let's, let's be honest here. No one wants to threaten their, the food that they put on their kid's table. Uh, for something that they're passionate about or interested in, you know, that's a big risk. Um, and, you know, reputation matters and things matter. So um, I think a lot of times getting more people involved, they, you know, they, they have to get past that risk. And I'm not sure we're in the best environment yet for that, although I think it's coming around. I think it's softening a bit. But after all these years... Well, I, I, I would add this, though. Rob, okay. I would add this, and that is when we did the National Geographic um, special, mm -hmm. we brought together a team of actual scientists from acoustics physics, right. um, architecture. We, we, we did a real study. Now, there were some ghost hunters there, but the reason that we got some pretty powerful academics involved was because they were concerned about public education and science. And they, they saw an opportunity, actually, to counter some of the theories or untested ideas that the ghost hunters were portraying. Right. And because it was done by a responsible organization and a platform like National Geographic, mm -hmm. the fact that ghost hunters were there actually helped attract the academics to say, let's give a counterpoint to all of this. Let's actually show the public and these groups the right way of going about this. So what was the what was the, what was the finding, the final conclusion of this National Geographic special? Well, that there were two issues that seemed to be at play. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying this generalizes at all to every case. Right. And we were only able to study the environment and people in the environment for a few nights. But we had access to control a lot of variables, test hypotheses, and so it was quite a different kind of field study. Plus, we had the latest equipment. And as I said, where I think this whole domain is going is physics and witness psychology. That's exactly what was found in that study. We, we found that there's a, a physical variable known as infrasound, that the building, just by probably happenstance, mm -hmm. that the way that it was constructed basically acted like an echo chamber. And you add on top of that traffic around the prison, airplanes and flight patterns over the prison, it basically was vibrating. And infrasound is simply a very low-level hum a hum that you can't hear, but you feel it, and it's very uncomfortable. And you put people in parts of the prison where the infrasound is being generated, that's where the ghost reports were. But the people that gave the most credit, credence to those experiences mm -hmm. uh, and the people that detected that most easily were the people that had higher levels of transliminality and paranormal belief. The witnesses that we brought in that had not been to that location before um, the ones that were lower on those psychological characteristics, they reported much less or less intense kinds of experiences. So to me, that's showing you that, at least in this case, right. physics plus witness psychology produce these kinds of reports in a consistent way, and the environment certainly would suggest this place is freaking haunted. If you've ever been there, it is creepy. Uh, but I found that those general principles do apply to other cases. But 
they may not apply to all. And so people like Brian and I, we're still searching. Brian, we've got a minute left. I'll give this final minute to you. Um, <clears throat> I would just probably add you know, to Jim's commentary. I, I think it's perfectly sound. Mm -hmm. I think somewhere in the environment, the environment plays a role. Um, I think psychology plays a role. I think we need to emphasize field research. And I think that's what Jim's referring to with you know, bringing physicists out. Uh, because so much of this stuff in parapsychology has been done in the lab. Uh, but when it comes to hauntings, you know, all of the action is not going to happen in the laboratory. So until we get more people out doing good field laboratory conditions, collecting data psychologically, physically, environmentally, um, I don't think we're even going to have a base model from which to really move forward and get answers. Uh Gentlemen, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It's been a great pleasure. The door is always open. Uh, Brian, how can listeners find out more about you and uh, and Brian and the work that you do? Um, actually, most of my background information is on israynet.org. Um, we keep the nonprofit going mm -hmm. um, and uh, try to uh, use it for uh, the good of students and um, and publishing research. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us tonight on Exo Nation. Once again, the website is www israenet.org I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue once again here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada online you can check us out at www.xzbn.net for the X-Chronicles newspaper it's xchroniclesnewspaper.com and for the X-Zone radio show www.xzoneradiotv.com I'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.